This is Rumble Strip. I'm Erica Heilman. Today, a departure. Welcome. Hi, I'm Erica Heilman Westinghouse, and this is Mind Windows, a chance for your mind to open its windows. Open them and then see what happens. Our guest today is Morgantha Prentice, a director with New York's off-Broadway Lynx Throttle Theater. Last year, she co-created and directed the musical Lambs and Order, in which actors recreate the classic police procedural, but as a musical. And here's the kicker, with the cast wearing papier-mâché lamb masks. The musical was a hit, it was extended several times and transferred to New York's public theater, where it was nominated for an Obie for Best New Musical. Morgantha Prentice, welcome to Mind Windows. And I have to say, wow, lamb masks. How did you come up with this? <laughs> um, God, you know, for me, it's always just so interesting that the, the mystery of my own creativity. Um, but <laughs> about three years ago, I was relaxing at home after a day of work, having a glass of wine and watching Law & Order reruns. And it was just a few days uh, before Halloween, and my 10-year-old son, Tarkus, came downstairs wearing a lamb mask. Was it an actual lamb mask? <laughs> yes, it was. Um, I had seen this particular episode so many times. It's a classic, one where the fellow who heads up this very posh department store is murdered, and everyone is a suspect. Uh, and uh, it also has Anne Twomey in it, who is a wonderful New York theater actress and a very dear friend of mine, uh, playing this very wonderful society doyen. And so I'm sitting there watching this, and my son Tarkus... Wait, I, I just have to ask you, is he by any chance named for the second studio album by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? Yes, he is. That is amazing. <laughs> so Tarkus is wearing a lamb mask. And Tarkus starts reciting the character's lines with the lamb mask on. And it's right at a pivotal moment in the story. Hmm. And I was just flabbergasted at how brilliant it was. <sighs> wow. And in that moment, I realized, okay, I'm putting this on. Now, I, I know that you have always worked with Mickey Hushworth. Now he's your ex? Yeah, but we are still very much creative partners. And Mickey is especially integral to anything I've ever done. I, I wondered, what did he say when you called him up and you said, I'm going to make a musical with actors wearing lamb masks? And he, what did he say? Oh, he was absolutely 100% on board. He intuitively understood my vision right away, just as he always has. And so we called up Dick Wolf, and that was that. You know, I don't want to glance over what I'm sure must have been a fascinating step in this process. Dick Wolf. I mean, did you actually just literally, and I, I guess I mean the word literally, literally here, did you call up Dick Wolf? For those of you who don't know, he is the creator of Law & Order. And you said, hey, we want to do your show, but we want to do it as a musical with a cast wearing lamb masks. Uh, well, uh, actually, when we were rehearsing, everyone in the building, the stage managers, the understudies, people in the box office, the admins, even the UPS fellow came in, and we had one at the door for him to put on. We wanted the actors to feel very much like they were in a world where everyone was wearing a lamb mask. I mean, what can I say? Um, we were thinking of our actors. Yeah. And plus, you have to remember that, you know, we we are very bold about what we do. I mean, yeah. we're fearless, uncompromising, which I'm sure can seem ridiculous to a lot of people. 
Um, we don't work with famous actors. Everyone we use is just really you know, like working actors in New York City, sometimes from London. And they are all utterly committed to our vision. And at the end of the day, the U- UPS man being in a lamb mask is part of that. Yeah. So just so our audience is absolutely clear, I just want to make this really clear. Lambs and order is a sort of natural progression in your your work in theater, but you didn't start out with actors and, and animal masks. I mean, I, I guess tell us a little bit about your philosophy at the Lynx Throttle. Uh, well, our goal at the Lynx Throttle has always been, quite simply, to put on brilliant shows that no one else will put on. I mean, we, we started with Bag. Talk about Bag. That was marvelous. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, it's um, about a woman looking for the right bag, and it has only two lines in it. Why don't, why don't you just read the turning point line in that show? Oh, sure. Of course. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is sort of like towards the end of the show, and it's we've reached this sort of critical moment. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm not an actress, so I'm just here goes. Um, you know, I think this is the right bag. You are great at these moments of small triumph. I'm just, this is what I'm struck by when I hear your work. Oh, thank you. Well, anyway, the moments I'm interested in are those moments where human beings really hit upon truths. Like in Bag, when she's finally ready to select her bag. And the audience at that point in the show also knows that it's the right bag. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's what I'm really, really interested in. Audience, actor, this feeling of... Let's share what it's like to be human. Or to be a lamb. Yes. So I'm just going to put on my dramaturgy hat (laughs) just for a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Your play juxtaposes the actual Law & Order episode against the action Uh of the lambs. Uh Yeah. Oh, okay. Totally exact. Every gesture, Mm -hmm. every line reading, the sets, costumes. We were totally, absolutely faithful to the original episode of Law & Order. And then we experience the actors doing these very same scenes, but as lambs. Right. And then in between those scenes, we have songs. And I mean, the songs are just very, very simple. They're deceptively so. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, I didn't want to say that myself, but yes, I'll I'll take that as a compliment. Yes, you should. (laughs) (laughs) I don't ordinarily do this, but I would just love if you could um sing one of these songs they're very they're deceptively simple as we've talked about but there's a profundity there um Mm -hmm. that's hard to talk about i think people just need to hear it right okay um well most of the music is done without accompaniment so i guess i can and they're sort of based on these wonderful like spirituals that i i found um, and I'll just I'll just give you one of them that I think is kind of telling and indicative of the show, really. Um, That's great. Take your time. Lambs, baby lambs, we are lambs and order. We are lambs and we are giving orders. Dun dun. So that's I mean that's just one of them, but. What we are trying to tease out is how do we have, behave as people. Sorry, that's that's my dog Emerson. He's um, he's so sweet, but it's it's hard having a home studio. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure you know. 
Um, so how do we behave? What is our script? The things we say we want because we don't have the guts to voice our most animal wishes. And they're lambs. You know, baby sheep, their level of immaturity plays into the theme as well. And our play has got a real populist appeal, but it's, I mean, it's, well, it's, it's also theater. Speaking of, of populism, you, you did get in some trouble for some remarks you made on the Charlie Rose last month. I'm going to read what you said. You said, I don't just want smart Americans to see this play. I want stupid Americans to see it, too. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, let's face it, who is going to see it? That's what you wrote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm, <laughs> yes. I mean, I certainly can't argue with having said that. It's all on tape, right. isn't it? But, you know, I stand by it. That's what we want. We want stupid people to ask themselves questions about why someone would make a play using actors and lamb masks, using only the exact words from a 20-year-old police procedural. And do you think that the audience is going to ask themselves that? Well, I mean, they'll be sitting there for three hours, and two and a quarter of those will be in complete silence, watching actors in sheep masks essentially do nothing. So they're going to have to ask themselves something. Yeah, that is a very good point. But I wonder if we might return to the topic of Dick Wolf and securing his permission to do this play, because I'm really curious about whether... Really? It... You know what? Yeah, I don't, I don't think Dick Wolf had ever heard of me. <laughs> he thought I was just some insane middle-aged lady, not someone with a board of directors, two Olivier's, and, and a degree in playwriting and directing from NYU. After a year at our tiny theater, we've been at the Gershwin now for almost three months, and we're sold out every night. I... I mean, I, I don't think he anticipated that. Yeah. Did you anticipate that, Morgantha? <sighs> wow. Um, hmm. Look, I think that all successful artists really struggle with that. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, am I amazing or do I just have amazing instincts about what people want? That's hard. Uh, you know, Mickey and I have been asking each other a longer version of the exact same question every hour, every day, for the entire duration of our relationship. Mm. Um, we we hate each other. We loathe each other right now. But I mean, the other day, Mickey turned to me at lunch and said, Darling, wow, did you know America really needed to see a staged episode of Law & Order where all the actors wear lamb masks? Yeah. And what did you say? I I said I didn't know. You know, and I, I still don't, and I never will. And that's the magic. That's right. Morgantha, I want to thank you for coming on the show, and I wish you well for your run on Broadway of Lambs and Order. It's truly groundbreaking work. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. This is Mind Windows, the show that offers you a panoramic view out the window into someone else's mind so that you can then take their ideas into your mind. I'm Erica Heilman-Westinghouse. Thanks for listening. That was Mind Windows, written by Sarah Miller. Mind Windows might become its own podcast, but for now it'll make periodic appearances on Rumblestrip and will feature fascinating guests who will open your mind. The part of Morgantha was read by my friend Kate Gleason, an actor and director who lives in Denver, Colorado, with her dog Emerson. Sarah Miller is a writer who lives in Nevada City, California. She has a dog called Merle. This is Rumble Strip. I'm Erica Heilman. Thanks a lot for listening.